from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to the Joy of Booking. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, you know, usually I have tournaments or something and, and I have a plan. I have a general idea of what I want to do, but I don't know uh, how it's going to go. Um, and so we're going to try something. I think this will see the light of day, but we'll find out. Uh, in front of me, I have two uh, magazine rack holder things, and they have copies of Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. Uh, close to, I think, actually not close to, 26 copies of Pro Wrestling Illustrated that I saved from when I was a child, or my mom saved. Uh, some in okay condition, some not. Some of these look rough. Uh, and what I thought that we would do, this came to me uh, in a episode of the Cruiserweightish Classic, um, actually diving in and looking at, uh, talking about the Super 8 tournament that the ECWA used to put on in the 90s, through 2020, actually. Um, and so what I think I'm going to do is, you know, we'll roll some dice, because that's how I live. Uh, and we're going to pick a magazine at random. I'm not going to go chronologically. We'll just pick a magazine at random. And uh, we're just going to flip through it, and I'll just chat about it as as I go. Uh, so there's two baskets here, so odd, even. We're going to look in this uh, cardboard basket, not the metal one. And like I said, there are probably 12 or 13 of them, so I'm rolling a 20-sided dice. We roll an eight. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is the one we will be looking at. There's a comb inside. Interestingly, there was a comb inside the magazine. Uh, I think that is a comb that I, you know, it's not a 30-year-old comb. Um, I think that is a comb that must have fallen uh, from the shelf. And what we're looking at here is this is actually, ooh, interesting. We're going back to April 2002. So the same year that uh, I was doing, I'm doing my quest. I'm in October of 2002. This is the PWI year in review for uh, April 2002. It's fully colored. The PWI used to be all in black and white. Then they started doing some color pages. Then they eventually moved to fully colored. Being very careful here with my AHA seltzer not to spill it on the magazine. Uh, the cover is Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was the wrestler of the year for 2001. I don't have my Chromebook here to do research, but I'm fairly sure that Steve Austin didn't wrestle throughout a lot of 2001. Uh, which is the problem when you do a fan vote. Now, Fraud of, you know, this is the year-end collector's spectacular. They were supposed, they supposedly had people write in. Immediately, I'm suspect. Immediately, I'm suspect as to whether or not that happened. On the back, very iconic, Pro Wrestling Illustrated logo, the hotline. 
you know, you could call 1-900-884-4PWI, uh, $1.99 a minute to call this number, and you could get uh, information, news from behind the scenes, upcoming events, up-to-date results, title changes, basically the internet before the internet was you called a number. So here we go. Uh, opening it up here. Let's begin inside cover. Uh, you could get, you know, some photo albums here or order other magazines, including one that's the Women of Wrestling. I do think I have that one. Stacy Keebler is on the cover. Uh, from the desk of Stu Sachs, the publisher. That's a name I have heard before. I never read the letters from the editor. Table of contents. We should see Shane and Stephanie walking arm in arm. RVD with a spin kick to Booker T. I'm not going to narrate this whole thing. I'm just going to flip. Ah, oh, own a PS2, then just bring it, baby. Uh, a review of Just Bring It Smackdown for the PlayStation 2. It got three and a half suplexes out of five. That was their rating system. I can't remember which SmackDown game was the best. I think it's Here Comes the Pain, where Brock Lesnar was on the cover. I think that's the best one, but PS2 wrestling video games, my late high school into early college years, that's just my life. Uh, with GQ and Hyman, and, you know, I remember uh, going over to a fellow amateur wrestler named Scott's house. I think the one time we ever hung out uh, outside of being on the same wrestling team was we, uh, you know, we went, I went over and we played some SmackDown games. Again, I don't remember which one here. Uh, the Stupid Files. Survivor Series 2001 was billed as the most important pay-per-view in the history of the sport, except the picture is Kidman, Lance Storm, Just Incredible, Sean Stasiak, Raven, and Stevie Richards. So, again, not... You know, they would have quotes. You could, again, order your old copies for $5 each. I'm sure if I decided to go down the rabbit hole of eBay or some such, I could start buying wrestling magazines. I don't think that's how I want to spend my time. But you could, all the way back to April 85, Jimmy Snuka, I want Piper, even if it kills the Tonga Kid. But yeah, you just send, you cut this out. You know, do you get magazines at your house still, even now? I get, uh, my mom would sign up for magazines because she's of that generation and she would get some deal where you could sign, you know, if you got a subscription, you could sign someone else up for free. And so she signed me up for Entertainment Weekly, which is, you know, somewhat interesting. But then Entertainment Weekly became Entertainment Monthly and then eventually went out of print business altogether. So now I get People Magazine, which immediately goes into the trash. And I don't have the energy to look out how to cancel it. Uh, I used to get Time. I feel like I haven't gotten that in a while. So maybe I don't get Time Magazine anymore. Again, subscription from my parents. Uh, and I think I, they signed me up for like the Smithsonian Magazine, which might be the most interesting of the group, truthfully. But yeah, I don't think people get magazines, but you would cut out this little thing, you'd write your information down, uh, and you'd check off which magazines you wanted. You had to spend at least $20, you had to buy at least four. Let's see here, we've got Terry and Saturn, a caption contest. Uh, 
Triple H as Terror Rising doing the Indian Deathlock, which was a fantastic move he used to do. And so they must have done that, and, you know, you could send in your captions. Uh, I am the game. Uh, damn it, I can do the worm. Uh, that was from Big Rams at Hotmail.com. Um, but yes, that was back when he was terrorizing. Oh, and look at that. As you know, I didn't even expect it. So we, again, some ringside reports. Here's a picture of uh, the American Dragon, a.k.a. Brian Danielson, being lifted up into the air by some wrestlers. I think one of them might be Samoa Joe, but I can't really tell. Uh, at first I thought it was Samoa Joe, but actually now I don't think that it is. Um, and he won the 2001 Super 8. We talked about that in that episode of uh, the Cruiserweightish Classic. I'm assuming that episode will come out before this episode. Uh, the XWF. Do you remember the XWF? Jimmy Hart in 2001 tried to start his own promotion, the XWF. Uh, there's a picture of... Looks like Kurt Henning wrestling Hulk Hogan about to bash him into the turnbuckles. I don't remember the XWF. I know the XFL. They were at a Universal Studios theme park. They didn't have a TV deal. Uh, but let's see. Hulk Hogan beat Kurt Henning. The Road Warriors were there. Public Enemy now wrestling under the name the South Philly Posse. Wow. The Nasty Boys, Norman Smiley, Buff Bagwell, Vampiro, Hooventude, The Wall, Simon Dydon, and um, Christopher Daniels and the Shane Twins. So, interesting. I forgot all about that. But in the void that uh, took place after WCW was bought. So this took place, you know, this is April 2002. So it's about a year after the folding of WCW. There were a lot of wrestlers that WWE... Uh, probably the, still the WWF at that time, didn't want, didn't use. And, uh, you know, they needed something, so Jimmy Hart thought he was going to make a, a uh, promotion. Didn't happen, though. Didn't happen. Hulk Hogan wanted to be it. Jerry Lawler was on commentary with Tony Schiavone. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So... Yep, there he is, American Dragon having one. Again, low-key AJ Styles were part of it. Is low-key AJ Styles any of these people? I don't think so. Ah, in focus. So these were zany end-of-year top ten lists. And again, supposedly sent in by people, but they just give the names and where they're from. Some of them have email addresses, but they just give their names. And again, I'm dubious. Uh, let's see. Top 10 future bestsellers, top 10 signs you're a major jackass, top 10 jobs are favorite, sure. Top 10 jobs our favorite ex-WCW stars will hold in 2002. Scott Steiner, hired by the staff of Jenny Jones, which was a talk show, uh, to yell at undisciplined teens during those scared straight segments. He'd have done well with that. Bret Hart becomes a motivational speaker, but will, he will be immediately fired by depressing everyone by whining about his own problems. Oh, Bret. That's so true. It hurts, but it's true. Ed Ferrara will play, pretend he's Jim Ross to land a job as an Oklahoma Sooners play-by-play -play man. If you don't remember, Ed Ferrara was, you know, a creative guy. 
who eventually went to WCW <coughs> and was Oklahoma and pretending to be Jim Ross. <coughs> Aspirated on my uh, seltzer there. Jeff Jarrett will become independently wealthy by selling genuine match-used guitar pieces on eBay. Kevin Nash does an impression of Vince McMahon. Goldberg, professional autograph signer, but he sprains his finger, sits out. Hogan becomes a promoter, but it folds immediately because Beefcake's booked in every match. That's funny. Mike today. Mike today will don a mask and head to Mexico. Well, he'll become El Profesor, the hottest new center. I love Mike today. I miss Mike today. I learned a lot about wrestling from listening to Mike today. Vince Russo. Vince Russo will become a writer for adult movies, but will be fired when even by those standards, his scripts don't make sense. This is good, which makes me think this is not written by Stephen Rossi of Astoria, New York. I think this was written by their writing staff, and they just gave a name to it. Buff Bagwell won't actually need to get him a job because his mother will continue to give him his $10 a week allowance. Harsh. Harsh to Buff Bagwell. Uh, again, articles written in. Nothing interesting. We see a picture of Regal looking like he's about to join the Kiss My Ass Club. Then there's Trish. Awkward. Oh, the wrestling superstore. You could buy championship belts. You could buy masks. You could buy action figures. I know that somewhere in the world there are wrestling stores. I think there's one in New Jersey. And if I thought I had a prayer of getting my wife to go to New Jersey, I would be like, let's take a, you know, let's make that part of a vacation. Let's go do something fun for both of us, but then have a day where we stop at the wrestling store. But I'm never getting her to New Jersey. But you could buy T-shirts and all of that stuff. The Japan report. There's Hayabusa. Uh, this is after Hayabusa's injury. Um, I don't think he wrestled again after that. But Hayabusa, a.k.a. Habanero from WCW versus the World. Very influential. If you remember Al Snow as Avatar, he was dressed like uh, Hayabusa. The Mexico report features La Parca. Ah, the rankings. The rankings. Um... Every, you know, month they would do ratings uh, and they would do the overall top 10, then tag teams, then they'd go through WWF, OVW, NWA, New Japan, All Japan, NOAA, and then some of the promotions in Mexico. So uh, I'm not really as interested in, you know, although making his way into the top 10 and the champion of OVW, Leviathan. Leviathan, a.k.a. Batista. So let's just look at the OVW top 10 for a minute. Leviathan. Then there's the machine, who is Doug Basham, who wrestled with this weird black mask that almost made him look like the guy in The People Under the Stairs. Leviathan, Doug Basham, Randy Orton, Mark Henry, Flash. I think they mean Flash Flanagan. Bull Buchanan, the prototype, obviously John Cena, Nick Dinsmore, Eugene, Mark Jindrak, Brock Lesnar, and David Flair. That's a lot of huge names. This is the time in 2002 when there were just, you know, I'm watching 2002, Brock Lesnar's on TV, uh, John Cena's on TV, Randy Orton's on TV, Mark Henry's returned, um... The machine, Doug Basham, is wrestling on Velocity. I'm just starting to watch that. You know, we're close. To, we're in the Eric Bischoff era, which means Eugene's going to show up eventually. Um, crazy the amount of talent 
that they had at that time. You know, if you you ask a lot of people who is your overall top 10, John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista might find their way in there. Brock Lesnar might find their way in there. They were all rookies at this time, essentially. Uh, I don't think there's anything else of interest here. You know, then they had some periods for like smaller federations, including the Maryland Championship Wrestling, whose champion was Jerry Lawler. Uh, AJ Styles was number, you know, not the champion, but the number one ranking in NWA Wildside. David Young, who was also part of TNA. Jimmy Rave, I recognize that name. <sighs> then there's a column where they talk about, you know, the rankings and everything. Don't think we need that. Let's get into our year in review. Uh, they start off with, you know, what were the big stories? The Rock becomes a movie star. Big story. The ending of WCW. Chris Jericho becoming a main event star. Rob Van Dam becoming a closer to main event star. Those were the big stories according to PWI. Lovely picture of Chris Candido wearing Terry Funk style uh, tights. You know, Terry Funk had the black trunks and then red, white, and black striped things. Um, so t Chris Candido, whom I love, is in those trunks with a chair over his head. Like his head is sticking out of a chair and he's, you know, just wandering around, I'm assuming. Um, anything else of interest here? Not particularly. I'm mainly just looking at the pictures. Uh, let's see here. We've got... Um, Jerry Lawler without a shirt on doing commentary, which is awkward. There's a picture of Randy Orton, very young Randy Orton, uh, arm sort of limp being hugged by Father Cowboy Bob. Um, you know, obviously part of OVW. The ca caption is, Pa, hold me. I think I just saw Leviathan, which is funny because they were teammates in Evolution. Let's see here. Awkward pictures, awkward pictures, awkward pictures. Dean Malenko and Saturn doing a rowboat-style maneuver to Raven and Just Incredible. Ah, the Brian Pillman Memorial Show. Um, may have been Dean Malenko's last match, actually. It's because it says, you know, uh, Malenko had, didn't officially retire, but he hasn't wrestled. He had gone to be a trainer. I uh, love me some Dean Malenko. If you don't know what the rowboat is, the your two opponents, it's a tag team move. I saw the Rock and Roll Express do it for the first time. Um, your opponents are on the ground with their feet facing each other. You are on one side with one of each of their legs, your opponent's on the other side, and you row, which obviously stretches the inner thigh groin area. A silly type move, but somewhat entertaining. Uh, quotables. Quotables, quotables, I don't think we need to talk about uh, any of the quotes that happen there. There's a picture of Kevin Kelly along with, is that Rick Fuller? It is Rick Fuller. I like that I can recognize Rick Fuller without seeing his name. Um, you know, some trash cans. The num By the numbers, you know how much I love numbers. Uh, Edge only had to wrestle two matches in one night to win King of the Ring, which you know me. I think that's dumb. Uh, B. Brian Blair, late-minute entry into the Cruiserweight-ish classic, uh, was, must have been still wrestling, but slipped on a misplaced food tray in a Tampa restaurant. Uh, 
tore a tendon in his rotator cuff and injured his neck and had to miss four months of action. Scott Norton held the IWGP title for 23 days. Awesome. We see that Triple H had been, you know, he uh, tore his quad, missed a lot of time, and then streamlined his physique, then... You know, turned heel, won the title, and ballooned way, way up. All right, this is crazy. 500 is the PWI ranking for Pepper Parks, the world's greatest heterosexual male cheerleader. I, my mind was blown to realize that that guy that I remember reading about in these magazines is now the blade in AEW. Not only that his career lasted that long, but just I would never have put that together in a million years. That was amazing. What do we got here? What do we got? Oh, the terrible DDP is stalker angle. The less said about that, the better. Uh, Terry Runnels jumping up and down. Here's a picture. We see, you know, low-key stretching. And then we see Doug Basham as the machine. And I think he's obviously in some sort of surfboard. Uh, but you see that mask. It's creepy. That mask is creepy, 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 creepy. But that may have been the first time I saw the machine was this picture in this magazine and being like, who the hell is that guy? All right. Uh, 2002 should be their year. So they would pick five people and be like, watch out for these five people in the following year. The top one, obviously, Brock Lesnar. They were absolutely right. Rico Constantino. I love me some Rico, and comparatively, they're right there. Then there's Victoria, right again. Uh, Kevin Northcutt, who's a wrestler. I don't, I know the name sounds familiar, but I haven't seen him do anything else. And then Loki, who would obviously go on to, you know, be a star in Ring of Honor. So they had four out of five right. Uh, and then sadly, they always had their in memoriam section gentleman, Chris Adams. Uh, Rezor, or I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Rezor Bowden, who I know now is the ring announcer for Mid-South Championship Wrestling. Uh, let's see here. Other names that come to my Terry Gordy, Helen Hart, Ron DeSing, Bertha Faye, Johnny Valentine, one of the Vianos. So always sad when those things happen. Let's go on to our Achievement Awards. Rookie of the Year. Uh, we see Rookie of the Year is Randy Orton, despite not being champion. Uh, Leviathan isn't even on the list here, interestingly enough. But Orton won with 20,000 votes. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Kay Quick, a.k.a. R-Truth, and the prototype, John Cena, uh, were the runners-up. And here's a picture of John Cena with his blonde kind of mohawky hair. And he's got Mark Henry in a headlock, and the big show is off on the ring apron. So I don't know what the tag team situation was there. Uh, Brock Lesnar's beaten up Crash. But yeah, again, the talent. And throw K-Quick in there. You know, I was going to do these. one of these things is not that like the other, but our truth had a career that most people would kill for, so throw him in there. Orton, Lesnar, Truth, and Prototype. Amazing. Uh, Runners-up, Shelton Benjamin, Lance Cade, Rico, those, and Victoria are names to be mentioned. The inspirational wrestler of the year was Kurt Angle, which is hilarious. Uh, and they even mentioned this just wasn't the year to find inspiration in pro wrestling because the top three vote getters spent time as heels. Uh, I never cared about this section, so we're going to move on. 
Most Improved Wrestler of the Year went to Edge in 2001. I can't argue. Can't argue. Then Test, I can argue with that one. The Hurricane, Shane Helms was good in WCW. And then Kurt Angle, who just kept seeming to get better. And screw you for thinking that William Regal wasn't... William Regal has been perfection from the moment he started. Comeback of the Year, RVD. Did he really go anywhere? Uh, he had a falling out with Paul Heyman and disappeared from ECW. Yeah, there were a couple of months that he wasn't gone. Austin had a comeback, I'll give you that. Booker T coming back from the WCW buyout, I'll give you that. And Scott Hall, yep. I think all of those are better choices than RVD. Woman of the Year, which is always a weird category. Lita, Stephanie, Stacy Keebler, Tori Wilson, sure. Feud of the Year. Some of the great feuds. Shane versus Vince. Booker T versus The Rock. Benoit versus Angle, which I love because we're in 2002 in my wrestling quest. They've been feuding and now uh, have been forced by Stephanie McMahon to be partners in the tag team title tournament. And if they fight each other, they get suspended for a year. Uh, I know what's going to happen now because I'm pretty sure No Mercy is going to feature Angle and Benoit versus Los Guerreros, which is one of those matches. Anytime I'm doing any sort of pay-per-view uh, research and I see that match, I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to get to that. And then Edge versus Christian. Can't argue. Most popular wrestler, RVD, The Rock, Jericho, Angle. Again, Jericho and Angle spent time as heels, so that's weird. Hated wrestler. Oh, you know what? Okay. I was wrong. You've probably been yelling at me for almost half an hour yet now. Austin, most hated wrestler of the year. 2001 is the entire Alliance storyline. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, and I apologize, but I figured it out. Uh, Austin, yes, of course he was the most hated. He joined Vince McMahon. Wow, my timeline was really, really off. 2002 is when he disappears. Uh, Austin, Booker T, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon. So Angle was a runner-up in both most popular, most hated. Match of the year, TLC, don't doubt it. And then Jeff Hardy versus Rob Van Dam from Invasion, which was a great match. RVD and his Tiger singlet. I've seen that match a bunch of times. Tag team of the year, Dudley's Brothers of Destruction, Hardy's Acolytes. Was this the best year for tag team wrestling? It may have been at least in the modern era. And then Wrestler of the Year, Austin Angle, Rock, RVD. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the unofficial awards. So these were awards, again, supposedly sent in by um, the fans. Uh, a Bigger Clown Than Doink, Sean Stasiak. Funny, Jesse Miller. Funny. I may have actually tried to send in some of these once upon a time, but I don't think I ever made it into the um, magazine. Biggest underachiever since Lex Luger, Chris Jericho. Ooh, mean and hilarious. Um, let's see here. Didn't I just see you in Women of Wrestling? Pe so this picture of Pepper Parks, I'm spending way too much time talking about Pepper Parks, but in this picture of Pepper Parks, I can see the blade. Like, I can see how that, but, yeah, that blows my mind. Um, dresses as Hannibal Lecter for Halloween. What's interesting about that one is it got put in here twice. The same person. Um, da, 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 from zero to, well, uh, he's still a zero. X-Pac. Again, mean. 
Most underrated wrestler of 2001, C.W. Anderson. Maybe. C.W.'s real good. You could hide Spike Dudley in his hair, Haku. Hilarious, Tom Smale of Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. Hilarious. Predictions. Again, they asked you to send in some predictions for 2002. Jeff Hardy will break out and Matt Hardy will fade out. Technically, well, no, technically not true. Matt Hardy is a huge part of SmackDown right now. Uh, Shawn Michaels will return. Technically true. Um, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare will become the top tag team in the business. Sadly not. Sadly not. Abdullah the Butcher will try to curb his violent tendencies by attacking his opponents with a spoon. Hilarious. Um, Ken Shamrock will have Kurt Angle arrested for stealing his finishing move. No, but it is a shame we never saw uh, Angle versus Shamrock. Uh, let's see here. More about Pepper Parks. Pepper Parks was a big deal. Steve Blackman, Lance Storm, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko will compete in the first ever First One to Smile Loses match. Funny. Funny. Uh, the Rock and Steve Austin will team up with Jimmy Buffett to sing America the Beautiful at WrestleMania 18. I wish that had happened. Tommy Rogers will manage the latest incarnation, incarnation of the Fantastics, Val Venus and Mark Henry. Okay. That's weird. All right. Welcome back, Michael. Here's what's happening in other Michael Jordan. Because, of course, you got to advertise some other things. More, buy some magazines here. And then you get to, once you got past that, I was less interested in these, uh, you know, in the rest of this. You know, picture of the Road Warriors, another picture of Orton and uh, Cowboy Bob, a great picture from the Gimmick Battle Royal of Hillbilly Jim and the Gobbledygooker. Um, the business page, I always skipped that. Don't care. Never cared. And then they would show you, like, reports. This happened in this, you know, company. This happened in this company. So in Hartford, Connecticut, on November 11th, 2001, Billy and Chuck beat Just Incredible and Lance Storm. So, you know, so they show you the, some of that sort of stuff. Here are some things that happened in these promotions, which is always good. The pay-per-view cards... They didn't rank them. They didn't give you... They just showed you what the pay-per-views were that year, what the matches were. Uh, the Joey Styles Hardcore Hotline. There's a picture of Jazz, who's fantastic and underrated. Then they would go through, and I always appreciated this. They'd tell you all the past winners. So Austin was the wrestler of the year in 2001. So you can look and see Austin won it in 99 and 98. Diesel won it in 95. Backlund won it in 82. Mr. Wrestling 2 won it back in 1975. So again, you could go through and just see the history there, which for someone like me, always was interesting. Title changes in 2001. You know, looking, this, these are all the major title changes. Danny, there's my boy Amish Roadkill who is Amish. There he is. There's Steve Carino. There's Tajirai. The Cruiserweight Tag Title. Remember that? Remember the Cruiserweight Tag Titles? Very briefly in WCW. The Hardcore Title, you know, is like a page and a half long. And then the editors pick their memories of 2002, and we're done. Or 2001, rather. And we're done. That was our first uh, magazine foray. Uh, was this entertaining? You will have to tell me. What I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to have this come out maybe monthly. 
once a month we'll look through these magazines because this isn't fantasy booking of any type this is just strolling through the past and so maybe like a little monthly thing so this might be the maybe we'll do this one in september because the cruiserweight-ish classic that i uh was recording that gave me the idea for this uh won't be coming out until i go back to school in uh august so a couple of days after that it'll be september 1st so that's when i think this will come out we'll have looked at the pwi year and review from 2001 uh, and once a month we'll just have some fun looking at some old wrestling uh, magazines thanks for joining me today on this kind of different sort of episode i'd love to know what you think uh pod nope podcast at ddtwrestling.com well i guess you could send it there but that's the ddt wrestling email uh i'm at the dc matthews that's where you can tell me what do you think of these sort of shows should i do more or should we just let it go let it go uh i'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking